Howdy, folks. It's Tuesday, April 19th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with hustle writer Rob Letters. How we doing, Robert? Doing good, JC. How you doing? I'm doing good. You go by Robert, by the way, or did I just make that up? <laughs> Only when I'm in trouble. So if you okay. want to be like my parents when I'm in trouble, you can call me Robert. <laughs> awesome. All right. I'll, I'll keep that in my back pocket. Anyways, <laughs> you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, one Utah real estate developer thinks the blockchain can make home buying cheaper and faster. Why is that and how so? We're going to discuss. But before we get into that, as always, here are a few things you should know. Let's get crackalacking. All right, Rob, what are you looking at? Okay, so the first thing that I'm looking at right now is a new play from Microsoft. They're reportedly developing an ad network that will let brands offer ads in their free-to-play Xbox games. Okay. The ads would not actually interrupt gameplay. So it's not like you're going to be playing a game and then all of a sudden there's going to be an advertisement popping up, but they're Mm -hmm. going to be more in the game. So like if you think about if you're playing a racing game, the ads would be, say, on a billboard that you drive past or something like that, which for what it's worth, I don't really think is unprecedented. But it's cool because with Microsoft, they obviously have this Xbox free-to-play games platform where they could, in all likelihood, set up kind of a pretty quick and easy marketplace type option where brands can go in and kind of figure out what game and how they want to render their ad and all that cool stuff. I was not exactly the biggest gamer back in the day. Sure. But the games I did enjoy playing were a lot of the sports games. You know, those are all in stadiums, so they have all the billboards and stuff that you'd normally see. They have ads, but I don't think they're like dynamic ads, you know, that are part of some kind of network that brands can just plug into. So that would be pretty cool. The point about dynamic ads is a really good point as well. So there are some other interesting details. First of all, Microsoft doesn't plan on taking a cut, which is super interesting. Instead, they're going to let game developers and the advertising companies share the funds. Why that matters is some believe that the ad network is a play for Microsoft to try to attract more and better game developers to its free-to-play games platform, since this would open up another revenue stream for them outside of microtransactions that happen inside the game. Yeah. What about you, JC? What are you looking into? So the first thing I've been looking into is how the business of spam has really just flourished. The number of spam texts and calls were up 58% and 32% respectively in 2021, according to research from this spam security company, RoboKiller. Pretty wild name, uh, but spot on for what they do. (laughs) As a result of all this spam, RoboKiller estimates Americans have lost 10 billion from spam texts and 30 billion from spam calls. And I believe that was just last year. What? I know I have 15 voicemails in my inbox detailing how the FBI is planning to look into my car's extended warranty. (laughs) The report also said the average American got 42 spam texts just in March. Oh my goodness. A lot of this spam really kickstarted in 2020 when we were all kind of just sitting at home staring at screens for 15 hours a day. So in 2020, the FCC saw 146% increase in text message complaints There have been instances of people getting spammed into FaceTime group calls with dozens of other people. No. There have been people getting spam calls and texts from their own phone numbers. Wait, what? Yeah. That doesn't even sound possible. So is anyone working on this is the question. And the answer is is yes. 
is going well, that's another thing. But in 2021, the FCC worked with carriers to implement what's known as the Stir Shaken Technological Framework. They literally named this after James Bond. In short, it stands for Secure Telephony Identity Revisited. And then the shaken is signature-based handling of asserted information using tokens. Wow. So they turned it into an acronym, Stir Shaken. They started to implement that with carriers in 2021 to kind of enhance the caller ID authentication on phones. And it's been kind of a mixed success, right? You're still getting all these calls. Apparently, it's very hard to track. A lot of it comes from overseas. More recently, though, the FCC has begun to focus on robo-texts because as an area that's growing faster than robocalls. So (laughs) what else are you looking into? So the other thing I'm looking into is this Democratic super PAC called American Bridge that's doing something kind of interesting and that you'll probably see a lot more of in the future. So they've got this big eight-figure media budget that they're investing into micro-influencers and creators on things like TikTok and Instagram. Right, okay. The goal here is to have them reach out to voters through what's normally less or even non-political forms of media and content. So... For one example, they have this creator, I think her name is Logan Alexandra. She's a musician, and she made a TikTok, which was an original song she she whipped up describing the Biden administration's accomplishments mixed in with some other kind of positive news. And I listened to it, and to be honest, I think it's a very smart play. It's very low-key. Really? But I also was thinking, you know, if a lot of dollars really start moving into this space... I don't think people are going to be so happy, right? TikTok started out as a place for music videos and dancing. (laughs) Obviously, there's a lot more now, but in many ways, it still is that. It's a place people go to escape from politics and things like this. Right. Do we really want to dilute it with undercover ads from super PACs? Whatever side they're on, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But I see what they're doing. I think it's an interesting creative move. We'll see if the Republicans counter with their own creators on TikTok. We'll see. Definitely. And in other news, corn was at its highest price since 2012 on Monday with contracts for July corn futures trading above $8 per bushel. And employees at Apple's Grand Central Terminal store in New York have started organizing a union. This follows employees at Amazon doing the same and setting up their first union. And now I think it's time to discuss what the heck NFTs might have to do with your house. In the future, what do you say? Okay, so have you purchased a house before? I just got my first couch in an apartment. (laughs) There we go. That is what I'm talking about. I I know how old you are, and that was exactly my speed at that age, too. (laughs) So I, I hear you. I am over a decade older than JC, for those listening. So I have actually purchased a house before. And it is a process and it honestly takes a village. For anybody that's done it, they're real estate agents, mortgage brokers, title companies, and many other players that kind of help move the process along. And one real estate developer out in Utah ultimately thinks that crypto can help. This guy's name is Dave Wilkes. He is building the state's first home that will be available for purchase as an NFT. And we are talking about real real estate here. So physical real estate. I know we've talked a lot about digital land and virtual real estate on this podcast and in the newsletter, but this is real real estate. And just to kind of distinguish how this differs from the traditional purchasing process, 
I want to kind of really high level explain how a typical purchase happens. So a buyer will typically purchase a home from a seller and they will work with a title company that will basically help ensure that the title, which is the legal right to ownership of the property, is valid and then give insurance for the title as well. Once the title changes hands, the county's recorder's office updates the records. With Dave Wilk's NFT house, the process is pretty different. So first of all, the title is owned by an LLC that was essentially created to make sure that the transaction can happen really quickly and smoothly. Mm. To take ownership of the home, the buyer actually purchases NFT tokens that equate to the home's total value. And lastly, the purchase takes place on a smart contract on the Ethereum network. If you've listened to anything about crypto, you probably know what that means, but basically it's kind of a self-governing contract that includes rules for the home and, and rules for the property, essentially. So- Wilkes believes that these smart contracts can save buyers and sellers time and money, essentially by removing the need for title companies, Mm. since the purchase will appear publicly on the blockchain, which will validate the ownership of the home. It will no longer require scouring public records. Okay. And the ability to purchase the home through tokens means that you can essentially buy and sell the house instantaneously, just like you would an NFT on OpenSea. (laughs) Yeah. For those listening that have actually, you know, purchased or sold a home, you know, that's not really how it works in real life. It can be a process and it can take a lot of time. There's obviously a closing. There's a lot of paperwork that goes back and forth. I'm I'm envisioning this guy, Dave Wilkes, going into like the local government office where they deal with recording all the home purchases and like pitching them on this idea, (laughs) saying, Uh I'm just going to put it up as an NFT, tokens, Ethereum network, smart contract. And you just have these people sitting there staring (laughs) at him like, what the (laughs) are you talking about? (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, he's not the first person to do this. It's the first house in Utah. It's not the first time this has been done. Okay. But yeah, to your point, like there's a reason that home purchases take a long time. And in most cases, they're going to be somebody's most expensive purchase in their lifetime. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of steps that you need to take to make sure that what you're buying is actually what the buyers say that it is. You need to have an inspection agent come in. You need to have a real estate lawyer look through the contract to make sure that everything is up to snuff. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that needs to go on there. First and foremost, nobody's really doing this. So there's little precedent to enforcing the terms of the smart contract. And second of all, you probably don't actually want to flip a house like you would flip an NFT. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It could potentially help a lot with just kind of the processing the legal documents and stuff like that. Exactly. I think there are kind of like niche, like nuanced areas where crypto and the blockchain can kind of step in and make processes faster. Before people start, you know, flipping homes via NFTs, Maybe just try your hand at some virtual real estate first, which is also booming in exactly. its own right and selling for millions of exactly. dollars. Exactly. At this point, it might actually be safer to use your crypto on virtual real estate than real real estate. What a world we live in. <laughs> all right. Bada bing, bada boom. That is it, folks. For more on The Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our editor, Robert Hartwig, and executive producer, Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohn here with Rob Letters. You've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.